0: Hey, it's the SIFT Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. Week 10 of the NFL, we talk about um, croutons, uh, fantasy football advice, and also uh, who uh, the best bets are for making and uh, winning the Super Bowl. Also, Goosebumps comes up, so stay tuned for that. I hope you enjoy Let's welcome you to the SIFT uh, podcast, the Save It For The Football podcast. Uh, just about thought I lost everything that we'd ever done before, um, but now we're back on track. I'd like to welcome in the mayor. As always, mayor, how are you?
1: Uh, I am doing pretty good, professor. It's been kind of a crazy week once again, just a little bit of the the outside life from the SIFT podcast. I this week I had left my longtime job that I had and I accepted a new position that I start this weekend and I'm pretty excited to get that up and running.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's um going to be a great, great, great move for um, the mayor and his family. And, um, you, you know, we, here we are on a Thursday night getting ready to kick off some Tennessee and Indianapolis, but I'm ready to talk some football.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned in Indianapolis and Tennessee. Uh, I'm assuming you're not putting any money on this particular game tonight.
1: I do actually have a crouton bet on this game, and I already locked it in with Uncle Vinny. So we will cover that coming up in a little bit.
0: Okay, yeah, then we'll talk about <coughs> it later. Uh, uh, I did want to go over some NFL headlines for Week 10. Um, I'm sorry, for Week 9 before we move on to Week 10. Um, obviously, we need to talk briefly about the Bucks. Uh, do you think that was just a bad game, and they'll be fine? They'll look like the Bucks again when they play the Panthers, because we both agreed I think last week, um, that or well, maybe the week before, that the Bucks were the most dangerous team in the NFL. But they certainly did not look like it in that 38 to three drubbing. That actually was worse than uh, than the score indicated. So, do you think it was just a bad game by the Bucks, or or what?
1: You know, you're stealing already a little bit of my thunder as we always save it for the football podcast here on um, the Anchor app. But I, I think um, <clears throat> I think the Saints came ready to play and and they just caught the Bucks off guard in every every way, and that's kind of where we went with that. So they they just had a bad week. Okay
0: yeah and you you want to talk more about this game and a little bit later but i I did want to mention this um the bucks are last in uh football outsider's variance metric, meaning that it is hard, if not impossible, for even the uh the best uh statisticians and the best football minds to predict what team is going to show up uh when the bucks play so Their last, the number thirty-two team in football in the Football Outsiders variance metric. So that's just something to keep an eye on, especially if you're going to be putting croutons on any of their games. Um, All right, so uh, I don't want to steal your thunder this whole time, but I did want to talk about the Saints. Are they better than we've been thinking they are, or uh, just you know, is it just a scheme situation? They they now have beaten the Bucks twice, and they. you know, probably have the division wrapped up if they don't uh, screw it up. Uh, do you have anything to say on the Saints or do you want to save that for something later?
1: You know, no, we'll We'll go ahead and talk about them a little bit. Um, as, as we can look back a little bit, I, I was pretty big, <clears throat> pretty high on the Saints this season. Coming up, I wasn't so big on the Buccaneers. I thought they were going to have a lot of, you know, they were going to be, in essence, the Cleveland Browns of last season with a lot of talent on the team and just going to struggle to get some victories uh they you know they, like i said they had a decent you know they've had a decent season so far but i think the saints are just the better team all around
0: yeah all right and i mean uh it was 38 to 3 they um uh it could have been uh 45 or 52 to 3 uh very easily um the bucks uh just didn't really seem to show up and maybe they um Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have uh, what it takes to beat the Saints this year. Maybe it's just a matchup problem. Uh, the one other headline game I want to talk about, of course, was Bills Seahawks. We both liked the Seahawks in this one, and we were both wrong. Um, they were back in a big way, and I, I have a statistic for you that I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if you saw this one, but um, the Bills have twenty first downs in each of their first. Uh, games in the first eight or not. is it nine games that they have a bye already? I don't know. Uh, anyway,
1: the bills are sitting at seven and two right now.
0: Okay, so they're nine games, right? 21st <clears throat> downs in each of their first nine games. The last two teams to do that, the 2018 Rams, who went to the Super Bowl, the 2017 Pats, who went to the Super Bowl. So, um, and then also the Bills have done it uh, way back in 1992. That team also went to the Super Bowl. Uh, all that means is it's a pretty good sign that your offense is doing well. I mean, it doesn't uh, take a genius to know that if you're getting 21st downs, it means you're not punting the ball very much and you're moving the ball down the field pretty well. But I thought that was an interesting stat for the Bills. We've been talking about whether the Bills were – okay or whether they were good or whether there was something going on they seem to be back in a big way of course seattle's defense makes everybody's offense look good uh but what do you think about that bill seahawks game
1: you know um seattle has had that um that very big success on the um on the east coast traveling playing one o'clock games and you know you've been you you mentioned the bills every week now i'm starting to think maybe they're um they're another one of your teams that you favor here in the NFL. But you, you were a little little worried about them and how they had such rough start, a rough couple of weeks. But I think they got themselves back on, you know, back on track. And you know, like we said, they're sitting at seven two. I think they're um, they're poised in the lineup for December, January at this point.
0: I I mean I don't I don't I don't root for the Bills, but I do think they're inter- an interesting team. I had them going eleven and five, winning the division. For the first time in twenty something years, um, and uh, I thought they could also go eight and eight just as easily, but uh, it looks like they're headed more for that eleven and five, and possibly winning the division. And running up against Miami, we'll see how that all shakes out. Did you have any other headlines from this week before we move on?
1: So yeah, this kind of ties into my one stiff surprise, and it actually works out well because you you talked about the two that I. I kind of wanted to um, discuss here. So the Bills pretty handily beat the Seahawks, in my opinion, and and the Bucks just forgot to show up to um, sh- show up to the football game. What what team do you think was exposed for the good or the worse out of those four from these two games this past weekend? Well,
0: <clears throat> honestly, I think the Bucks just had a bad game. Maybe it was a scheme issue. Maybe they just don't play the Saints well. Um, I would say the Seahawks were the most exposed team just because uh, the Bills were able to get some pressure on Russell Wilson and he was unable to uh, get that Russell Wilson magic going. So um, my personal opinion is that Seattle was the the team exposed if we were going to pick one of those uh, teams.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. And I think, like you said, that defense in Seattle may be something to worry about and it turns out now that if they they are in a shootout with a little bit better offensive team that they may you know they may struggle if it, it gets late in, late into a game they may not um they may not be able to have the stopping power that will allow them to go on and win and allow Russell Wilson to do his magic but shifting really quickly i do have one more quick um quick thing for you so congratulations to the sealers being the only undefeated team in the league and can you guess the last, I think it was seven or eight. I, I couldn't find it, go back and find it. I should have wrote it down when I was reading it. But there's the past eight teams to go eight, no, to start. None of them have won the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I seem to remember. Okay, so there, <coughs> there, was, a, there was a Chiefs team that went like eight, oh a few years ago, five, six years ago
1: last season, remember, the Chiefs and the 49ers both started 8-0, and neither team – well, I'm sorry. No, the Chiefs did not – couldn't have started 8-0 last season. But last season, the 49ers, the season before that, the Chiefs.
0: Okay, yeah, but also going back a little bit before uh, – I know that – and then there was a Minnesota Vikings team that went like 8-0 at one point.
1: A, a Green Bay Packers team and a Saints team as well, yes. There, there's been several.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to the Super Bowl and that actually segues well into something I wanted to it's a little bit of a SIF surprise but uh so uh this is not a golf uh podcast yet uh, <coughs> uh but uh, the Masters is playing this week and it's it's the the biggest tournament in golf um and uh people are talking about the odds to win uh, various uh you know great golfers is it's, a, it's a, a, a tremendous field full of Uh, major winners, lots of them have won the Masters before. But I thought uh, this might be a good time to check in on the Super Bowl odds. Now, this isn't Super Bowl odds uh, to make the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl odds to win the Super Bowl. So what do you think the top team is right now uh, to win the Super Bowl, not just to make it? But what do you think the top team is to win the Super Bowl?
1: If I – If I had to guess, I would probably guess the um, Green Bay Packers.
0: The Green Bay Packers. <coughs> if you like them to win the Super Bowl, you can get them at ten to one right now. Uh, wow! Yeah, the number one team. Now, obviously, <coughs> this is uh, Vegas looking at the, uh, the the betting public and saying, "Who does the betting public uh, who they going <coughs> to put money on?" Um, the number one team is is the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That seems sort of obvious. You know, they're plus three fifty or three and a half to one to win. Uh, can you guess the second team? So we know it's not the Packers. So what do you think the second team is? Uh, for Vegas, uh, what do you think that they think the betting public would like to take as the second team right now?
1: Then I would I would go with the Saints after that.
0: So the Saints are close. They're they're the third. They're seven to one. Um, the number two team is Pittsburgh at five and a half to one. Again, this is where uh, Vegas thinks the betting public is right now, and it's because the Steelers are undefeated. Um, but the Steelers did have trouble beating Dallas with their four-string quarterback. I'm not sure um, I would take that bet. So let me just run this down, and then you tell me what you think the best uh, the best bet for your money is. Uh, so Casey at plus 350 Pittsburgh at plus 550 the Saints you mentioned at uh, plus 700 Baltimore plus 800 which is a little bit surprising and then it goes Tampa Bay nine to one Green Bay 10 to one Seattle 11 to one the next one down is Buffalo at 18 to one do you like any of those teams I mean like if you're going to put a small wager on any of those what would you take
1: um, I would probably bet on Green Bay or Buffalo.
0: So you got Green Bay at ten to one or Buffalo? Just
1: be just because of the the money payout. Yeah, Buffalo at 18 that, to one that, that I would receive for that. Yeah,
0: and those teams both seem. Um, I don't know. I mean, Green Bay's defense isn't great, but if they're not as bad as Seattle. Um, you know, those teams are a little bit more balanced than Seattle. Um, so maybe that's a that that's a it, it surprised me though. The one that surprised me the most was Baltimore still being at eight to one. I don't think the betting public is, is crazy about Baltimore at this point. So, I mean, not that they're not betting Baltimore to win games, but to win the Super Bowl at this point, uh, it seems a little high at eight to one. So that surprised me. That one stuck out. Um, all right. So uh, anything else before we move on to pepper spray bandits, Gotham player, et cetera.
1: Uh, no, I think we're ready to move on. And I think a couple of these are going to be pretty obvious.
0: So, um, pepper spray bandits. I, um, I have a couple of them. I'm sure you've got a couple of them. I, I have to say Bruce Arians. Um, uh, I, I kind of feel like he doesn't have the proper control of the team. I think part of Brady coming here to Tampa Bay, um, uh, was that he was going to have a lot of control in um what the pl- the player personnel was going to be, and also a lot of decisions, um you know off-, off the field. I feel like that's um not necessarily bad, but it seems like it. They're not going to probably win that division now, down oh two to the Saints. Um, so I got Bruce Arians. I got him actually one and two. My first two. Uh, pepper spray bandits are Bruce Arians and Bruce Arians. Uh, So what do you have for pepper spray bandits?
1: You you know, I think that's totally fair, but honestly, for me, uh, you know, everybody on the Buccaneers, you know, gets my pepper spray bandit this week, but it really, like you said, starts with Bruce Arians. You know, when you get beat at all facets of the game, that's a you know, that's on the couch more than anything. Sometimes games can get out of control and Things can, you know, go the wrong way. And, you know, eventually then you're stuck into a one-dimensional pass game and you know, sometimes when your quarterback's forty-three, you can't get the ball down the field like he used to be able to. But um, I think the entire Buccaneers organization deserves the pepper spray band in award this week.
0: All right. My my other pick, um, and you tell me what you think about this, the Chargers or Anthony Lynn. I'm not going to at all blame Justin Herbert. He seems like he's got uh what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, but that team just just uh does not win at the end of the game. Um over and over and over and over again. They they are not um they have not gotten the reputation quite as bad as the Falcons. I think it's because they're a West Coast team. People don't pay as much attention to them, but they um they find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, uh the way that the the Falcons have earlier this season. Um so what do you what do you make of the Chargers? Do you have an opinion one way or the other on Anthony Lynn or the Chargers?
1: You know, it's funny because we the joke on Phillip Rivers was always that they're always down at the end of the game and they just can't ever seem to come back. And you know, we we redid a couple shows, a couple Couple shows back due to some editing issues, and I talked about it briefly. That the Chargers were four and twelve last season, but had every one-score game that they were involved in would have gone the other way, they would have finished twelve and four. So you know, when when you're losing football games by one score, even just continually to lose at the end, you know that really falls on the coaching staff just not preparing getting those players ready to be in positions and put them in the right positions to perform. And, you know, that really has got to sit on the coaching staff more than anyone.
0: Yeah. And losing by one score, that's the Chargers way. Uh, That's what they all have to come in and uh, they have to hit the, uh, when they go into the locker room, there's that, that sign up there. It says the Chargers way. (laughs) Uh, lose by one score um all right so we were in agreement on that um they're not taking as much crap as uh, Atlanta has I don't think except maybe on the west coast where people are uh paying a little more attention to the Chargers but um they do have a rookie quarterback so I mean Anthony Lynn is not probably going to lose his job even if the Chargers finish like uh you know 5 and 11 or whatever but um But they need to turn that around because that's obviously not a problem. That's just this year. That's a problem that um, has been plaguing them for a number of years. All right, what about – we always like to turn this into something positive. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about NFC, AFC kind of stuff, uh, championship games, but I I want to get your Got Ham Player of the Week. Do you have a Got Ham Player of the Week?
1: Yeah, this week um, my Got Ham Player of the Week goes out to Dalvin Cook. Um, he lit up for Minnesota this weekend. I mean, he performed well—two hundred six yards and two touchdowns—and just you know, bowled out for that team and you know, earned every every yard that he got and that he earned my Got Player of the Week this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's a it's a, a few weeks in a row now, and uh, I mean, the, the knock on him is always that he hasn't stayed healthy, but when he is healthy, he seems so so dominant as a running back. Um, in that system in particular. So um, definitely deserves that. And we're going to talk about him a little bit later in the next segment. Did you want to talk about NFC AFC championship games uh, in this segment?
1: Well, I mean, seeing we're not up against the clock on our hard network out or anything like that, we could either do it now, if you're ready for that, or we can sift it to the end.
0: Yeah, no, let's do it now. Okay. So, um, You want to talk about who the NFC Championship, who's going to be in the NFC Championship game and who's going to be in the AFC Championship game. Now, obviously, we kind of picked these at the beginning of the season as well. Um, I don't know if I remember off the top of my head who I picked. I know, uh, I think I had um, Green Bay and New Orleans with New Orleans going to the Super Bowl. And then I had uh Baltimore KC with Baltimore going to the Super Bowl. Um I may be misremembering, but I think that's what I had.
1: Yeah, and you I th- I think I remember that correctly because I was pretty good at cop- copious note-taking in the in the moment. Um I picked the 49ers versus the Saints to be in the NFC Championship game, and that's looking like it's getting a little further away from coming true, you know, unfortunately for all those 49er fans out there. They've had just uh, unfortunate luck in the season. And then I picked uh, Kansas City and the Ravens to make it to the AFC championship game. Um, So briefly, before we get to that, I do want to talk about uh, for season predictions, I was way off on four teams and four teams I've been pretty close on so far. Um, Like I said, the 49ers, I... Pick, predicted them to be thirteen and three. They're sitting at four and five. Uh, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Bills—I was all way off on. Bills are way outperforming what I thought, and already won more games than I predicted them to be at six and ten. And the teams on top that that we kind of knew were going to be the perennial perennial repeaters to the playoffs in the A- NFC and AFC—they're still continuing to do really well, and I think they will into the future for the rest of the season. So at this moment, I am going to still think that the Saints are going to make the NFC Championship game. But I think at this point, the Packers are going to edge out the other teams in the NFC and and make it there. And I do still believe the Chiefs are going to make the AFC Championship game. But you heard this here first on the SIFT podcast. I think the Dolphins are going to make the AFC Championship game. I think that defense and that team is going to gel over the next couple of weeks and they are going to surprise a lot of people.
0: Now that is a bold prediction. And uh, do you think Tua has it in him to defeat the chiefs or are you uh, thinking the chiefs are still going to make the super bowl?
1: The, you know, I I think Brian Flores with that defense is going to have a chance and it's a pretty bold move to pull out a pretty known commodity and Ryan Fitzpatrick in the middle of the season. Without seeing two in any live game action, to know that there's something that they're probably going to be able to surprise the league with, and you know they're often the defense going to keep defenses on their toes, and it might be just enough to get the Chiefs at, at the end.
0: All right, so um, I had KC Baltimore, and I had Green Bay, New Orleans. That's my recollection. Um, I'm going to stick with Green Bay, New Orleans, with New Orleans <laughs> moving on to the Super Bowl. Um, and I I think I'm going to stick with KC Baltimore. I still think Baltimore... Um, I think they're a little underrated at this point. I, I know that Lamar's getting a reputation for not being able to throw the ball accurately, especially in big games, and not pull through. But um, I think we might see... Uh, that the game scripts uh, change a little bit for Baltimore and they might go a little bit more run heavy the second half of the season and rely a little bit less on Lamar Jackson and a little bit more on that defense and the running game. And I still think they can get there. Um, I still, I'm going to stick with my predictions from the preseason.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've changed two teams out of my predictions. So we'll, um we'll duly note those and, Kind of take a peek at it coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: so let's let's come back to that. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, fantasy football. I want to give out some midseason awards. Uh, this is a little sister surprise. I didn't uh, prepare you for this, but we save it for the podcast. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> All right. So uh, we normally talk about uh, fantasy football, daily fantasy lineups and the like in this segment. But um, I wanted to give out some sort of midseason awards. I know we're kind of past midseason and the this, this season might end up being shortened um, because of COVID or, or, or whatever. And um, we may end up with more playoff teams. So, something could go crazy at the end. But let's just imagine this is the midseason awards for fantasy football. So I've got two categories. I've got fantasy finishers, and I've got fantasy phantoms. And um, I thought of phantoms because um, – so my daughter is now watching Goosebumps. Um, I don't even know if you remember the, the show Goosebumps uh, on TV I in do. the 90s. All right, so she's watching that. There's a lot of – talk about phantoms. She wanted to know what the difference is between a phantom and a ghost. Do you have any idea?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, a ghost is a spiritual being where a phantom is someone that goes around and haunts people.
0: Okay, so I think that the only thing I could tell about the difference between a phantom and a ghost, and who who knew we were going to talk about this on the podcast, uh, the phantom is maybe tied to a specific location whereas a ghost might be uh, able to haunt freely or it might be the opposite. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. People use these terms interchangeably anyway the the fantasy phantom idea is i took the a look at the first two rounds of uh, a typical fantasy football draft um our draft but also you know other drafts and um said these guys are not going to take you to the fantasy playoffs let alone the championship game and then i have another category fantasy finishers these guys could be from anywhere in the draft and i think we'll be a part of uh, a lot of uh, playoff teams and championship teams. Um, so I want to start with the fantasy finishers. So these are guys that are going to uh, take teams to the playoffs. Again, could be from any round of of the draft. Um, I think Kyler Murray has to be up there. I think Russell Wilson has to be up there. I think Josh Allen has to be up there. Those guys were not drafted early and are probably going to end up on a lot of championship teams, at least playoff teams. And then we already talked about Dalvin Cook and what he's doing in the NFL, but in fantasy terms, he's just uh, blowing the doors off of everybody. I have DeAndre Hopkins, who's, you know, who f- probably fell farther than he should have uh, in most drafts. And then lastly, DK Metcalf who uh, probably didn't get picked before the fourth round or third round in any league, and he's uh, a top five fantasy wide receiver. So uh, what do you think about fantasy finishers, guys that are going to take their teams to the top? Do you have anybody to add besides Kyler, Russell, Josh Allen? You
1: know, I think there's going to be a couple of those, um, a couple of the Buccaneers wide receivers. You know, I think um, Gronkowski could be a late – a late season sleeper when they, um, get into it. Uh, Tom Brady is going to get more and more dialed in with those wide receivers. And, you know, as they come back from injury, I think they're going to be some great finishers. Um, let's be honest. DeAndre Hopkins, he's only going to help Kyler Murray get better. And that's going to help that, you know, help him progress even further. And Larry John, or, um, I'm sorry, Larry Fitzgerald sitting on that team as well is only going to help, um, help produce a little bit. So I think any of those players, you know, on the wide receiver status is going to do pretty good. Um, I definitely agree with you on Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think his stock is still rising on the season. Um, I think, you know, the um, Leonard Fournette, again, back in Tampa, he may be able to develop a little bit more, more they get him into play. Uh, you know, it's really going to come down to those late late season, who's playing who. Who comes down to who's injured, but I think uh, I, I think you're absolutely right with the quarterbacks. You know, Murray, um, Rosen, and Wilson are all gonna just be somewhere near the championship game or or the final you know final playoff spot. Yeah,
0: and obviously the I mean Dak Prescott would have been in here with a, without the horrible injury, um, but uh, yeah, like guys you could get in the fourth, fifth, sixth, or later rounds um, that afforded you. Uh, You know, some space to get uh, those those other receivers that we mentioned, the running back Dalvin Cook, who I think went 10th in our league, um, a steal at the 10th pick. Of course, people were worried about him staying healthy for the whole (coughs) season. But um, all right. Then then the other category I have is fantasy phantoms. These are guys that we thought were going to be good and have kind of disappeared into the shadows and leading the way I have. Josh Jacobs, he was a guy drafted in the second round. Some people had him near the top of the second round, maybe even top, end of the first round, and he has just not been that quarter, the the running back that people expected. Um I don't know whether it's because of game script uh which he seemed immune to last year, no matter what was happening with the Raiders, it seemed like he was in the in the game, but uh and then I have Kenyon Drake uh, who very much disappointed uh, people who drafted him in the second round. I have, uh, of course, Zeke at the top. A lot of people uh, drafted him in the top two or three, if not number one, like he went in our league. And that's a, you know, that's a combination of things happening in Dallas. But um, he's he's definitely not going to be on a lot of uh, playoff teams, if any playoff teams. And then I had Lamar Jackson, who I think in reality is probably doing better than he is in fantasy this year. Um, you know, he's not getting the rushing yards that he has in the past. And he's certainly not getting the touchdowns, uh, the passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns that he has in the past and gnarly. He went in the first round. So, you know, that's kind of soul crushing. Uh, lastly, I have, uh, Clyde Edwards, E who was my first round draft pick. Um, not necessarily terrible, but, um, you're expecting sort of number one running back top 10 running back or higher, uh, kind of production out of him. And he's been basically a low end running back one, or maybe even just a high end running back two with some upside. So those are my guys, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon, Dre, Clamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott and Clyde Edwards, E-layer. Do you have anybody to add to that list of uh, fantasy phantoms?
1: Well, well, you know, for my fantasy phantoms, I, I'm not gonna look past my my team that I drafted because somehow this team that I, I was looking at and very happy with after draft day, um, Michael Thomas, oh. DJ Moore, James Conner, Devontae Parker, and Calvin Ridley. I mean, the, these five should be absolutely tearing tearing up the league based on everything we know and remember about them and they have been nothing but a disappointment, and they have pretty much eliminated me from playoff contention in our fantasy football league. And that, that's kind of where I'm going to leave that list. But I do have one question for you, seeing you threw this surprise at me, and you paid tribute to the Goosebumps, which I can remember even reading some of those books when I was a bit younger. Is R.L. Stein going to be remembered as a phantom or a ghost? when
0: RL Stein passes away is that what you're asking yes uh, will he
1: be remembered as a phantom or a ghost phantom
0: because um that that word comes up, up again and again um in his books and then in the TV show based on his books so i'm going to go with phantom
1: and what is your favorite RL Stein story
0: um you know my daughter and I watch a lot of those, and they all have similar titles um but uh we just watched one uh, i i feel like um like something about the uh the haunted uh the haunted oh you know what one 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 that i watched that was uh especially moving uh because um of the technology aspect uh there was one that was like uh, the curse of the remote or the oh no it was called click it wasn't anything to do with the uh adam sandler movie uh by the same name it was called click uh this boy orders a uh remote control um out of a magazine um and it comes and it's like a universal remote and it turns out it works on anything he can point it at anything and make it start and stop um that's one that's very memorable to me
1: you know, I remember way back to when I was a younger kid, and I, I believe it was the um, the Secret Ooze story. There were quite a few, part one, two, and three, and I, I remember that was very memorable.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's honestly, like, a borderline too scary for um, my daughter, uh, but she likes being scared, so um, she she enjoys it, so... Um, she always has me read what the title of it is, and if I don't read it in time, she rewinds it, and then uh, I have to read the title of it so she knows what's going to happen. I think that's what she likes most about it, actually, is um, to be able to predict what's going to happen next. I did have one uh, fantasy football request of you, Mayor, though, was um, you're playing the number one team in the league this week, and you have virtually no shot at the playoffs. But you do have a shot this week at taking down the number one player. So how do you play how do you plan to 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 play out the rest of this season?
1: Well, I mean, not not for nothing. If you can um go ahead and get DeAndre Hopkins on the line or Michael Thomas or DJ Moore and just maybe tell them to perform for me this weekend and maybe have Cam Newton actually perform like a quarterback. Um, my, my plan is to, I really made minimal changes to my team this season and maybe that's the right call, wrong call, but I just, I I can't find players that seem that are going to replace what should be that, what should be happening. And that it's just, you know, I have been a victim of being scored on repeatedly and often. And I just hope that I can, um, salvage, Something and maybe, maybe not finish dead last.
0: Right. So you've had uh, bad luck on two fronts. Obviously, your number one pick, Michael Thomas, you had high hopes for him this year, and he's been injured. And then he got into some trouble with a teammate, and it's been a bad, bad, bad year for Michael Thomas, which was, uh, you know, came out of absolutely nowhere. No one could have predicted that. But then you've also had the worst uh, schedule. Um, you had the worst uh, luck in terms of uh, points scored against you. Uh, you're number one in the league in points scored against you, and that's that's just uh, who you play. There's absolutely no predicting that. Um, so uh, good luck to you this week. Um, I want to see you take down the number one team. Um Just for selfish purposes, I'd like to uh, have a chance at the number one spot. Um, I I really just want to have the first round bye. That's extremely important. Um, But I I don't have a fantasy lineup. I did put together a daily fantasy lineup, but I I didn't uh, put it here in my notes. Do you have anything on daily fantasy for this week or you want to move on to croutons?
1: No, we can um we can go ahead and move on to croutons. All right,
0: so here's what I think with the daily fantasy stuff. If we uh, come across a lineup that we think really really stands out, we can talk about that. But I think for the most part, I think we're gonna keep the fantasy stuff to um, you know, what players we think are you know worthy of talking about from a fantasy perspective, as opposed to just going through lineups. So let's take a break and we'll come back. With the side salad croutons, uh, Caesars, uh, the official partner of the NFL, right after this.
1: Domino's Pizza. Download the Domino's Pizza app today. Order curbside pickup or contactless delivery. Try our delicious handmade pan pizza with all of your favorite toppings or an order of stuffed cheesy bread, specialty chicken like the crispy bacon tomato, or your favorite order of wings. Try your order on the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Get a notification when the delivery driver is two minutes away. Earn points with Piece of the Pie rewards and earn your way towards a free pizza. Download and place your order today.
0: All right, again, the uh the side salad croutons here uh presented by Caesar, official partner of the NFL. Um looking back at week 9 our wagers, um the one that we both liked uh was Seattle -3 against Buffalo. Um that didn't work out. That was the one uh pick that we both had and it did not uh really come close to working out. Um however, On the bright side, we both uh, increased our crouton share this week. I I got the Minnesota minus minus four. I got the Las Vegas at LA Chargers 51.5 over. And I got the Green Bay minus seven, which was very controversial on last week's podcast. Um, It turns out Green Bay is more than seven points better than San Francisco. Uh, What do you have to say about week nine?
1: Um, Well, you know, I I tried to talk you out of um, taking Green Bay minus seven. I was selfishly trying to run down the crouton lead because my taste taste of the Tuscany are getting further and further from my taste buds, and I may have to eat a little bit of Caesar side salad in order to, um, you know, make up for that. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. There's still a little bit of the season to go. Um, I made four bets this previous week. Uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I picked fifty and a half. Unfortunately, Tampa Bay didn't score any points, so that that kind of killed that. Uh, we were like we said, we were both wrong on Seattle. I did smartly pick New Orleans plus four and a half, and I laid a hundred croutons on that. I thought that was my lock of the week, and I was absolutely correct. And then I also picked Miami for four. They were getting four and a half points. I, I saw that as a win in the desert. I think this Miami team, people are starting to sleep on them. Like I said, laid another down 50 croutons. So I profited 50 croutons this week. I'm back to 1,000. And I'm going to kick off my first game really quick, and then I'll throw it back to you. I did lock in. Tennessee plus one and a half over Indy before this game started, and they are already
0: up seven to zero. All right, well that look that bet looks looks good so far. Um, so uh, we'll we'll kind of ping pong this back and forth. Um, I have done well with Green Bay this year. Um, I've lost a couple of times. The Bucks game uh, against Green Bay in Tampa, uh, most memorably, that was a that was a bad one. Uh, But uh, more often than not, Green Bay has come through. Uh, I like Jacksonville at Green Bay 52 over. I like the over 52 for 50 croutons. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Jacksonville's defense is bad. Green Bay might be better than Jacksonville, but not a lot better. And they tend to play prevent defense. Uh, They let the uh, San Francisco 49ers score a couple of late touchdowns. Um, And so I kind of think that's going to be a high-scoring game. So uh, then I also have Minnesota. I'm going to ride this again. Minnesota's playing Chicago this week. I have them minus two and a half. I think they're going to have an easy time against Minnesota. What's your uh, next bet? Uh,
1: My next bet is San Francisco is getting 10 points against New Orleans. I think they're going to have a slight bounce back this week. Um, I'd I like to think that they're going to perform a little bit better and I'm going to take the 10 points in San Francisco and lay down 50 croutons.
0: All right. I have that game too. I have San Francisco at, at New Orleans under 50. Um, I think it's possible San Francisco covers and that's a good bet, but I think that game's not going to be high scoring. So I'm going under 50 on that one. And then, my last pick was Miami minus two and a half uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers who can't seem to win at the end. We've talked about this, uh, a losing every one-score game. Uh, there's no reason not to think that Miami can uh, do that for 50 tons.
1: So we may have to do a little bit of checking on the, um, on the numbers here because when I recorded the Miami – Miami game, I got him at minus one and a half, which is even better. And I was going to lay 100 croutons down on that bet. So do we want to meet in the middle and call it yeah, two? Yeah, we can call it two. Okay. That'll be our new consensus. Yeah. But I'm going to lay down 100 croutons on that, and that kind of plays to your fate. Uh, actually plays a little less to your favor, doesn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, it brings me a little bit back, but it doesn't matter. So minus uh, two on uh, Miami over the L.A. Chargers. Um, so let's yeah. just run down our bets again. I'm going to go through my
1: – Well, I I do have one more oh, bet. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Professor. Um, I'm going to take Las Vegas minus four over Denver for 50 croutons.
0: So Las Vegas minus four over Denver. Um, I have – so to run down my bets, I have uh, Jacksonville Green Bay, 52. The over, I like that for 50 croutons. Minnesota, minus two and a half. I think they're a field goal better, if not more than that. Uh, Over Chicago for 50 croutons. And then I have Miami. We're going with uh, minus two uh, against the Chargers. And then San Francisco, New Orleans, uh, under. This is one of my my few under bets that I've made this year. uh, Under 50 uh, for uh, that game.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Um, So I've got, remember, Tennessee plus one and a half on this game here. Uh, I've got San Francisco plus 10 over New New Orleans. And then I've got Las Vegas minus four with Denver. And I would say that your Minnesota pick would be the one I like best out of all your picks this week. And I would say that's the one you're going to probably win some croutons. Okay,
0: and I'm going to pick your San Francisco bet. I think that they're going to keep it close uh, as much as New Orleans is going to get hyped. Um, after that blowout against the Bucks, I think San Francisco can keep it within a, a touchdown or so, and they're going to cover that score. Um, it may be something like, uh, you know, 24-14 or something like that, but um, it's going to be close. So, uh, all right. It, and that's that's the uh, Caesar side uh, Sally Croutons for the week. Do you have anything else before we go?
1: uh no i think i am good to go on all of our information from this week i think it was a pretty good show overall and look forward to talking to everybody next week
0: all right me too uh so for the mayor uh, i would like to thank you for listening and we will talk to you probably next thursday we'll see how it goes but definitely next week so there you have it the sift podcast for week 10 What is a fantasy finisher, and what is a fantasy phantom, and what is the difference between a phantom and a ghost? We did not get a a, a firm answer on that uh, question, but obviously that will linger on. I hope you enjoyed. I'd like to thank the mayor for uh, his contribution as always, and I'd like to thank you for listening, and we will definitely talk to you next week.